Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious. Uh, maybe this is a discussion we can have. Uh, like, what do you think the role of white folks should be in this kind of uh, dialogue when it comes to QT BIPOC? Because obviously, white people are not in that term. Because um, I've, I've heard of, like, you know, I guess, I think there was like a group called uh, White Allies or something or BLM. Um, I know there were like different groups of like well-intentioned like white folks that are trying to make changes. But I, I do I, I do wonder like what, what is their role, you know, in this kind of movement where we're trying to cater towards like the needs of QT BIPOC, you know, should they stay out of it or should they at least have a conversation about it? I often hear like white folks, especially white liberals, talk about like white privilege and and just kind of denounce like white conservatives. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like white liberals just tend to like denounce other whites that don't cater towards cater towards their views, uh, and that's kind of like what they're good at, but nothing else. Um, I would say like. Um... I don't, yeah, I don't know what they should do. I think, I think if anything, what they should do, which is what, um, what everyone should do is kind of strive for the most accurate narrative of what's going on, recognize the real problems that are happening in the country rather than these like superficial issues and like cultural conflicts. I think people, yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing to, to do is to kind of is to kind of avoid things that are more cultural uh, that end up being like more like, like cultural, um, like cultural issues that like, um, like stuff like complaining about, um, you know, Starbucks having like a religious marketing during Christmas, stuff like that. Um, things like, uh, Things like, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, things like, what else? I, I should say they, this things. Too. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Things, things like, sorry, uh, um, you know, um, complaining about like creationism in schools or something like that, or making that a big issue. Like, I remember that was a big issue when, when I was in college was like creationism. And I really didn't care. Like, I didn't really care about creationism being taught in schools. I thought that was okay. Uh, I wouldn't want it in every school, but if some schools want to do it because the parents demand it, I think that's fine. Uh, right now, critical, critical race theory is, a, is like a hot topic now. Um, but I feel like that's another cultural thing. Like some schools have instructors that want to teach critical race theory. I think that's fine. Like it, I don't think it matters. Um, I think that's a cultural thing. I think and, the whole critical yeah. race theory is also misguided too. I don't think anyone knows what it is that are like yeah. in the media talking about it. Like K through mm -hmm. 12 does not teach critical race theory. That's just a misconception. I think there are elements of it, but I think people just do not know what critical race theory is. Right, right. Uh, I think it's I, I can imagine that it's also taught in different ways at different schools because the instructors are different. They have their own understanding of what it is. So um, just like kind of getting away from like 
like hyper focusing on like these things that really in the end I I don't think I don't really think impact people like the culture a lot and focusing more on uh like the real needs of of like the nation at large like things like uh like mental health initiatives um healthcare things like healthcare and housing housing um yeah so just um maybe maybe watching less you know watching less fox news watching less cnn watching less uh mainstream media um ignoring ignoring when like things when like weird things blow up that are kind of offensive to either conservative or liberal culture and just like just remembering like the real needs of like the people that live in the country like here in the u.s um yeah that's that's the only thing i would say you know like turn off turn off twitter turn off facebook if you need to um turn off like the mainstream media and kind of just like if you're interested in learning more about you know the the needs of a community like like sit down and listen to some people like if you can find them and like understand what they what they feel like they need yeah 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 so mm -hmm. yeah because i i would want to ask the white folks too like you know what do you think you should do or like what do you think your role is in this kind of movement or i don't know it's a and the whole like you know the especially in la it's like really segregated i'm sure it's more segregated in uh, other areas uh, so that doesn't help either. So like white folks don't really have much interaction with, you know, black or Latino folks or other people of color because of this, uh, this society that's had just kind of been like created over the years with the redlining and, you know, people of color not being able to like purchase homes in certain neighborhoods. Um, so I, it's, it's definitely going to take time, you know, I just feel like uh, it's not like an overnight solution. And I, I don't really know if uh, many white folks are willing to give up their privilege or uh, or have like more people of color live in their neighborhoods, you know, when it excludes like white folks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I imagine that people with like power or like most people, like like most people with power and money they you know they they kind of want to protect those things so yeah 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 then uh another question i had um is like what do you think the role of men should be i guess specifically men of color you know we're both men of color uh i know we've had that group uh, for the past year through zoom but i don't know like what do you think the role should be for us and in this kind of movement where we're trying to center like QT BIPOC or like, you know, trying to meet, support the needs of it. Cause we're also in that category, but at the same time, I know um, men tend to have a bit more privilege, uh, at least in terms of like not being discriminated. Um, well, actually, I guess it depends because I think we're probably more likely to be discriminated by the police, uh, but, but uh, it just depends on the, I guess how we frame it. But what do you think the role of men should be in this kind of movement? I I think for for anybody, regardless, so white, 
POC, yeah. men, women, it should all be to understand what's what's what other people's problems really are as best as they can. Uh, that's the minimum, um, you know, and that could be done by, uh, like I said, just like moving away from mainstream narratives and, you know, doing your own research and hopefully being able to like talk to someone in a community uh, and, you know, talking to them and asking them about like what, what their, what their issues are, looking at research about, you know, the, the needs of these communities. So stuff like that um, for men in particular, I mean, cause men understand what I guess men are going through. Um, I guess for men, it would be to understand, make an attempt to understand like what it is like to, I guess to, I mean, for men, it would just be to like understand what a, how, what it, what it's like to be, to be a uh, female bodied, I guess, um, as best as you can. Uh, Cause yeah, we don't really have understandings of that. I'm, I still learn, you know, to this day, like at my age, I still learn more things about be, being female bodied you know, that are, that's pretty different for me. Um, yeah. Um, you know, there's, I've had attitudes, I've had atti- attitudes that I've grown out of growing up, especially in my twenties about, you know, sex, uh, opposite sex interactions, um, and, you know, opposite sex, uh, advantages and disadvantages in the country, in the, you know, the, in the job market and stuff like that. I've had attitudes about that stuff that I've, you know, that's been dispelled for me, you know, just from more life experience, uh, and learning more from other people, talking to more, uh, female bodied people or women about, um, you know, what they're going through, the things they go through. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I, I'm still learning. I'm still yeah. learning about that stuff. So that's 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 the key thing. So, yeah. In any case, for anybody, it's always to learn about more about what other people go through and what they what they need. And uh, in the case, so, and you know, for white people, it's going to be people of color. Uh, for a Mexican, it's going to be you know anybody who's not Mexican. Um, and for men, it's going to be learning more about women. Yeah. You know. For male-bodied people, it will be about learning about. It'll be um, learning about uh, female-bodied people. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I would also add on like we need to understand what we want to, <laughs> like what do men or men of color really want? Yeah, um, that's true. I, I I do think uh, there has been more uh, like girl power, like feminist movements, uh, kind of like focus a lot on like girl power uh i don't i don't know if there has been more for like boys and men um where i don't know like positive masculinity i, I just feel like it hasn't been as popular in the media as much um yeah i don't know i mean trying to come up with uh maybe like mentoring program for young boys or you know teaching them like different aspects of masculinity um or I don't know, maybe like providing a different framework, you know, um, like understanding each other um, and kind of being able to express it, our emotions too. 
because I know men also have a lot of mental health issues. Uh, we also have like a higher rate of people dying by suicide, even though like women attempt it more, like men are, men are more likely to die from suicide. Um, and, you know, most of like the violence, like the, especially like gun violence that happens in this country are done by men. Um, I mean, specifically white men, I know for like men of color, it's a little different, but um, yeah, there's also like violence generally is committed mainly by men. So figuring out how to prevent that, uh, approaching, I don't know, just different ways to approach it, I guess. No, that, that, that suggestion, that's, that's cool. Because the suggestion you make is really cool because that, that, that actually, that, um, how would I say it? Um, that suggestion, um, that suggestion ties into like something I think needs to happen more in like public schools. Uh, I think, I feel like, um, yeah, people don't really, I think a lot of like young people these days. And I think like throughout time, like it, there's just been a, a long process of kind of understanding ourselves, our own bodies, you know, how our bodies make us do the things we do, uh, how to like understand other people's bodies how their bodies make things, how make them do the things they do, and just how to kind of, how to, I guess, how to, how to kind of uh, support each other in our life paths uh, with respect to like the bodies that we have, like while understanding these bodies, their limitations, um, their their tendencies, um, how to kind of get the relationships we want with other people while keeping in mind like how our bodies are going to affect those relationships right um especially in like in family information and stuff like that right i think that stuff has to be explicitly taught in public schools i feel like it's not like we get a little bit of it with sex ed which is great um but i think that needs needs to be expanded more yeah. um yeah like uh yeah, learning about how like you know men's bodies make men more aggressive somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know that could that could be taught in school explicitly. Um, learning about like like I guess you know the female um, you know life cycle. They reach menopause. Uh, I met a yeah I, in Chicago. I met a woman. I met a woman who was already forty, and she didn't know she couldn't have kids after forty. Yeah. So uh, that's that's something that's I mean, maybe it's taught more recently in schools, but it wasn't like back when she was like in in elementary school, I guess, or high school. So, I mean, that's that's another thing. Um, And also, I think most importantly, giving giving kids a an explicit rubric for expressing uh like for expressing like uh i guess a gen i guess a gender identity i suppose like like providing them an explicit set of values for or principles for expressing say like a masculine like uh some kind of a prototypical masculine gender identity and a prototypical female gender identity or or feminine gender identity uh something that would be 
uh, good for family formation or for maybe, I guess, the most important types of relationships that, uh, that, um, that I guess carry, that are conducive to, uh, to, uh, I guess, a, a, commu a community's, like, the, the I guess, continuity or, you know, uh, progression into newer generations, something like that. Like, how do you, how do you be a dad? You know, how do you be a dad? How do you be a mom? Um, things like that. Uh, if you want to get married, how do you be a husband and wife? How do you be a husband and husband? How do you be a wife and wife? Um, if you're, if you're non-binary, how to be a partner, you know, just how to be a non-binary partner. What are, what are like the expectations of, of those, um, that come, what are the expectations that we should have in those relationships? I think, I think that stuff needs to be explicitly taught actually, you know? Yeah, I agree. And the yeah. se to be honest, the sex education in, in uh, the schools are, are not great. <laughs> it's like, if you're lucky, you'll get like one hour presentation for your entire like high school year. And that's yeah, it's too it. limited. It's, it's very too limited. limited. And there's just too much focus, depending on like the program or whoever's teaching it, there's just too much focus on like the STIs you know <laughs> and it's like that's not what sex is just about you know but it's just like this, things you shouldn't do or this is what happened to you if you make certain mistakes you know uh it's just more than that there's no conversation about like relationship building like you mentioned like how to you know how to approach people socialization skills and yeah, how to date you know yeah exactly know how, like, to how to talk to people <laughs> how to connect with people uh, we just assume that it'll happen in schools, which I think, you know, students generally do have a good connection, but how to have like a healthy relationship, because I think too many people fall into the habits of like unhealthy relationship cycles, you know, and most people just kind of have to learn it on their own, unfortunately, once they get into their 20s. And some people never learn, unfortunately. So I, I don't know, those, I agree with you, there, those things need to be taught explicitly. It's just that those things don't get prioritized or focused, unfortunately, in the schools. I wonder too if it's because um, sometimes I wonder. Uh, sometimes I wonder if the the reason that in the U.S. we're so lax on stuff like that. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know how it is in other countries, but I, I just feel like in like here in our country, at least the reason we're so lax about stuff like that we're so lax with like presenting youth with like things they'll really need in their own lives. Like, you know, how to have a, how to build a relationship, how to maybe, you know, how to manage their money, how to manage their finances, maybe how to start a business, how to like adapt to the evolving job market with like the new skills that we need uh such as coding and stuff like that sometimes i feel like like that stuff isn't taught because um uh you know corporations or even maybe even maybe even smaller companies uh invest in people's in our ignorance about that stuff so that they can make money on it right if you're you know there's coding camps right now right you know that costs money you have to pay money to learn how to code right what if we did that in school instead, right? So you just got you just got instruction in like basic coding for free. You wouldn't you'd never need to take that coding class. Um, 
what if we what if we taught kids early on how you know how how, how relationships work for the most part right how dating works you know developing a relationship with someone um what if we taught them that stuff well then all these life coaches later on they'll 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 have to figure something else they'll have to have to figure out something else right um there are people who kind of it's really unfortunate i feel like this is this is this is a big part of american culture is like a big part of our culture is trying to figure out how to how to capitalize on people's ignorance about these how to leave people alone so that they have problems and then seek out other people with solutions who you know want a payment for that for their knowledge i think i think that's a that's a big issue that's a big issue with our country i think that's a big general issue that needs to be resolved i think you know a lot of this ba- a lot of the basic forms of of this type of information can be taught in like public school and you know it should be free yeah like this culture of capitalizing on people's ignorance i i, I think that that's that's a big thing i notice that's a big thing i notice in our culture yeah yeah oh, that's true i i think um yeah, we just function on this market economy where everything is a profit, you know. And unfortunately, most of those people that are making the profit or companies that are making the profit don't really care about the well-being of the person. So whatever like flaws or, you know, ignorance, like you mentioned, that people have, they'll capitalize on it. And yeah, because not everyone has a chance to code and only very specific people can code and that can, you know, make them a higher into the income bracket. Uh, my cousin, uh, he took like, a, you know, his high school had like a AP computer science class, but like his teacher didn't know how to teach it. So they just, they were just typing the whole time, <laughs> you know? So even with it, even if they have these like coding classes, depending on the neighborhood and the schools, like you're not going to have a fair advantage, you know? It just depends on like what kind of community you're from, like how invested are the families and the parents in like trying to get the, the kids into like a, a good school system. Um, you know, are the, are the parents going to complain if the, you know, the computer science teacher is just teaching them typing, you know, because the school he went to, no one cared. <laughs> the kids were happy with it because they were just passing the class. So, yeah, there's just too much inequality and inequity in this country that, um, I just feel like even if certain ideas are implemented, it'll take it'll take like a long time to achieve like the actual potential uh, and the needs for the people. Because you can also argue with the same thing with uh, like the relationship uh, classes for kids. You know, like how many adults actually can teach it? Really, you know, how many teachers are equipped to teach these kind of things? So and. If it's not really profitable, how many people are actually going to want to do it? We already have like teacher shortages for like math and science, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that's a that's an issue. That that's a complaint that I that I get, that I hear from people when I propose something like that. Like how like there's not enough like people to teach coding. There's not enough people to teach, like, um, I guess relationship psychology or, or stuff like that um like we don't really have like the we don't really have the uh what is it the curriculum for that 
right? Or people, you know, where people aren't really trained and, and people might not be trained in that. And so there's, there's just not enough people to teach because they don't, they're not, no one's really trained in stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think, I think though we could just have, we just need something like a general, like a curriculum, like a basic curriculum to draw from. That should be super easy to do, I think, because there's already many curriculums in circulation for something like coding uh, that are taught at colleges that can easily be adapted to like the high school level, right? Or middle school level. Um, and, um, you know, a, 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 even a, a teacher who's well versed in, in coding should be able to draw from like that curriculum, right? From that, from a certain set of like, from some lesson plans, from some teaching materials, they should be able to draw from that in teaching stuff like this. So I, I think it just comes down to that, like developing some, some kind of standard curriculum and implementing that in public school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. To this topic i know we kind of started off with the qt bipoc and we kind of talked about what kids or you know what should be taught in schools like actual useful stuff like relationships um or coding yeah um yeah it kind of went a little no it didn't really go all over the place no it, I, th I think but it, a little it just a little bit yeah yeah and just like different terminology of like cisgender um and how like QT BIPOC could be co-opted, co you know, by like the CIA or corporations. Right. Yeah. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to discuss in relation to that topic. No, not, not really. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, cause like there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's stuff that I don't, that I don't understand yet. Um, I've been so far, I've so far removed from those communities that I don't, know exactly what's going on with them uh i know the discussions around them and the discussions are you know they're they're kind of it seems like they're uninformed right because they're kind of informed by mainstream narratives and uh and uh, you know and that's not the best foundation for for having those discussions um you know while not being able to interact from people in the community with the lived experience so you know, being trans and stuff like that. Uh, there's stuff that I take issue with, but just, but that's mainly because I don't understand it. Like, yeah. like stuff like this term cis. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what it means. Uh, I know you mentioned about the acronyms too. <laughs> yeah. And then just... the acronyms. Yeah. I don't really like the idea of using acronyms for this, so just, but that's really just an aesthetic thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing that kind of came to my mind is, um, I think there's just like an assumption, like if someone is QT BIPOC, they're going to have like similar mindsets in terms of the worldview and politics, which is not the case because there are also QT BIPOC folks that are right wing. You know, Blair White is like another one. Uh, I think she's a trans person that's pretty popular on YouTube, but that's kind of geared towards like right wing. Kayla um, Jenner. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just because someone is like of a certain identity doesn't mean that they're gonna, you know, be like left wing or, or liberal, or, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm actually starting to see more uh, 
specifically like men of color, like specifically like Asian men and Latino men that are becoming more conservative, at least in my social circles. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that I'm getting older or if like the you know social media is like polarizing more people, especially with the, you know, the current times. But I, I don't know. I'm just starting to see that a bit more where people are becoming more like right wing, not necessarily conservative, I should say. It's more like right wing stuff, you know. And I don't know if it's just because of the media they're consuming or if it's just that maybe like the liberal ideologies didn't really cater towards them so that they just became um, like anti-liberal because they definitely they just I don't know. Most people that kind of become more right wing just seem to have like a hatred towards liberals and like certain terminologies. You know, they, they would not want to have this kind of discussion where like QT BIPOC is being used or I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something you've kind of observed or noticed. I, I feel like I, I would say I would say I haven't really noticed it. Um, most people, most people that I interact with, they, they don't even have an opinion about this stuff um, or they don't have a strong opinion about it. So because like I, I think here in Fresno, like the community, that community is so small. Um, the people that I do think complain about. Uh, I guess I guess the right wing people that I do know, uh, or not even they're not even right wing. Like people who might have right leaning perspective on issues related to trans people. A lot of them went to college because college is where they get that exposure, right, to these things. If I notice people who haven't gone to college, they have no like exposure at all to like terms like cis or to um they might not have interacted at all with a trans person like it really happens in college that you like that you're exposed to like these kinds of conversations and if you haven't gone to college you're, you're really out of the loop so that that's that's what i notice like a lot of people like fresno is very like uneducated i guess and so since people haven't gone to college like this these conversations are you know they're, they're kind of they're kind of non-existent for a lot of, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can't say that I've really noticed people becoming more like men becoming more right wing. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of depends too. Like it depends, like, um, like it depends on what you mean by right wing too. Cause I know, I know Mexicans that became Trump supporters but that doesn't mean like I don't know that 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 doesn't mean a whole lot because I like a lot of Mexicans I know that became Trump supporters I, I, I they they kind of became Trump supporters just because like their wages increased during the Trump administration um, they don't really have strong beliefs about Trump as a character or like his ideology they made more money you know and so that's like okay I'll vote for the guy who's helping me make more money yeah <laughs> like so it's it's uh yeah it's not an ideological thing yeah so yeah so i yeah it, it for me it's really hard to say like maybe they became more right-wing because they voted republican into 2020 but that's like kind of where it stops otherwise they're they're not really like i don't know they don't really have an ideology that you could say is like left or right yeah, that's a good point. 
at least like the people that I'm thinking about, there's only like a few, like three or four that come to my mind right now. Um, they're just very like anti-liberal. Uh, they don't like these topics that pop up in the, the media where like the representation of like people of color, even though they are people of color themselves. Um, they're not, you know, they're not, they're kind of vocal about not wanting to support like BLM because the protests are like harmful. You know, they believe it's harmful to society. Uh, the ones that I'm thinking about too, they're just very like pro-gun. Um, yeah, but you're right though. I, I don't necessarily know if they agree with everything that the right-wing ideologies would uh, have to offer. Uh, yeah. Definitely like more like about privatization, like, kind of like on a libertarian kind of a mindset uh, where they don't want government interference. Um, and yeah, and it's it's also kind of interesting because one guy I know, he makes pretty good money and, you know, he was able to buy a house in the Bay Area. Uh, but another one like still, you know, lives with home with his like parents and still has trouble finding a job. So I think it's the class, it's also a difference in the class too. It's not just like certain type of class of people are going to be more uh, yeah. affected by it. Uh, one thing they do have in common is that they're kind of miserable about their life, whether they don't like their job or they just have a hard time dating. Uh, they just seem to be angry at the world. That's one thing in common that I find. That That's an interesting, that's a very interesting observation. Yeah. Especially for the guy who bought a house in the Bay. Like, what does he have? Any, why is he miserable? <laughs> he, he has a hard time dating uh yeah well that's well being right wing isn't gonna help with that i don't think being right or left helps with that. yeah i don't know i have no idea <laughs> maybe i mean i don't know it might just be like a correlation i don't think it's connected but yeah i think i think some people though they do make these like big correlations and uh because they are kind of sensitive to the media i think some people are just sensitive to the media like they read a lot of like journalists and they read, um, you know, they consume a lot of mainstream media. They consume a lot of, um, they consume a lot of like, you know, like smaller news outlets. They follow certain journalists for their news and I don't know, they, they, they consume a lot. And so that kind of shapes, that kind of like shapes how they view the world. It blows up certain things for them. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what they latch onto when like in reality, like the thing that the thing that they have um, these sort of correlations that they've created, they're like such a minor thing in like the grander scheme of things actually. Yeah. So uh, that, that's how I feel like, like that's, that's how I feel things are going. You know, some people like who, some people who complain a lot about like what's going on in the country, like they're, they're just watching too much TV yeah. Or they're reading too much like Breitbart or even like, you know, reading too much from like, you know, some good, maybe from good journalistic sources, but it's just like a lot, like too much from those sources. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think also another problem is most people may not have an outlet for this anger. Like they don't know where to channel it, you know, and especially during the pandemic, it's just, you're just kind of stuck. And I mean, I don't know how people channel their anger, especially if they're miserable or, they feel like they can't like relate to people or connect with, uh, you know, and date um, or, or have a job that they want. Um, I don't know. So, it just, I just feel like it just builds up and it just kind of manifests in a, in a way that's makes sense for them. 
but I don't know. So a person like that is definitely someone who would benefit from like, you know, a dating coach or something like that. And they would totally have benefited from something like, like an expanded sex ed education uh, in like middle school or high school, which included, you know, like how to develop relationships, you know, how to date people, how to interact, how to, how to kind of maximize your interactions with people of other genders or and or sexes to kind of, you know, to kind of get what you want from other people, I guess. Um, to kind of like if, if this guy is like family minded, he wants a family eventually, he wants to find the right person. Uh, how to kind of, how to like, I guess, just understand yourself and other people in such a way to kind of streamline that process, right? How to date, you know, how to date people and like filter through your dates so that you find the right person, right? How to make yourself more attractive to like attract the right, you know, the right people or dates. That's, I, I feel like that stuff could be incorporated into like high school for sure. You know, that's, that's something that could be given for free, right? And that's, you know, that would, that, that's something that could possibly uh, prevent uh, cases like this, right? With like people who are like, oh, I don't know how to date. And, you know, then they have to pay money to a dating coach, right? And that can be annoying, you know, because, you know, the dating coach, we don't have like quality control and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's not as regulated. I guess they could mm-hmm. go see a therapist, which they can probably yeah. get covered through insurance. But I know that could be a hassle, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, is the insurance really going to cover therapy for a guy who's just having dating problems? Yeah, That's like, exactly. iffy. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that has to be added to like a public school, public high school curriculum. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Dating, you know, dating education, relationship education, you know, understanding like how your body works, how your body makes the things your, how the body contributes to your behavior. Um, yeah like how you know understanding people other people's behavior um and then yeah like just family formation yeah how to how to how to kind of build the relationships you want to build with other people yeah yeah and i often do hear like stories i mean this is stuff i see on youtube like of our people that especially guys um, and this is more like for white dudes uh, that are kind of angry and that have trouble with dating. Uh, they do kind of end up becoming more right wing um, in general or have like those ideologies that are right wing. It may not necessarily be right wing, but, you know, I don't know. You heard of like the incel community, you know, the involuntary uh, celibacy where they're just angry at women all the time. Um, they're just angry at like more muscular dudes who they call it like chads. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of a, an interesting dynamic. I, I just feel like people that kind of lean towards those right-wing ideologies tend to have certain like flaws or deficiency. They feel like they're not comfortable with like, expressing themselves, but I don't know. I mean, that's not, it's not the case for every person that fits into that uh, category. I think uh, so. Speaking to that, I think another issue is that um, a lot of because, like, like you mentioned that you notice that a lot with whites, 
it's also the case that a lot of whites are grew up in Protestant families uh, where there's a lot of emphasis on family formation, like contributing to the community by having your own, like getting married, having your own family being, you know, um, uh, in Catholicism, uh, you have um, Catholicism is a little bit different because in Catholicism, not everyone, not everyone has a family in Catholicism. Some people become priests, some men become priests, some women become nuns where you're dedicating yourself to like the, uh, to understanding like theology and stuff like that. And in that process, you become like, you don't have a family, right? You don't, you never get married. And so in Catholicism, there's this idea that not everyone, not everyone has a family. Not everyone gets gets married, has a family, um, you know, has a legacy, has a generational legacy, uh, of, you know, that's that that's a, the yeah, ha, has the legacy of like generations of like children and grandchildren and stuff like that. Not everyone contributes to that um, in Protestantism. You do. And so I could see that people who grow up Protestant. Uh, they would complain more about it because they can't fulfill that role that that's been implicitly taught to them, even if they're not Christian, right? Like they might've grown up with a family that was like traditionally Christian in the past. And still, they still have that value. Um, they still that have that understanding of like that, that that's the role they're supposed to take in society. They're supposed to meet like a woman and have a family with them, get married. And so I feel like, like incels, you know, unfortunately they were like, they grew up with that mentality. And so, and now they find that they can't really like fulfill it, you know? And it's a shame because um, they don't have to like no one, like, I don't know if they, it's, I don't know if they really want to, or if it's just, they, they think they have to do that. And they're disappointed because they complain about women because women aren't like helping them do that. And they feel like they're supposed to do that because they're in the same game when they're not. Right. And so like they have to get out of that mentality. Um, and it's, it's not their fault that they grew up with that mentality. Like that's probably what was like exposed to them. Unlike what was exposed to me, unlike what was exposed to you, Takashi. Right. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure even in like, you know, like in, there, there's like Asian cultures too that are that have a similar system like not not everyone has a family um, I know with Buddhists like Southeast Asian Buddhists some Buddhists become monks and they're kind of like ascetics and you know they're just they just they're like priests and that they kind of just teach everyone else they're just supposed to be like a like a pillar of a community like um, teach values and they do that by detaching themselves from the from the uh, detaching themselves from the commitments to like their own family. Right. So it, it's something, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's something like the incel, the incel phenomenon. It's something that's, it's a, it's a byproduct of like Protestantism, like Protestantism ideals of family formation that like that have to be thrown out actually. Yeah. Cause not, yeah, I, I, I I'm more, catholic minded in that sense maybe just because i grew up with catholicism but yeah like not everyone's gonna have a family um you know some people and not not everyone wants a family not everyone wants the same kind of relationship we kind of have to ex understand these things and we have to like accept them in order to in by 
in order to kind of appreciate, you know, liberty, freedom, you know, people's freedom of self-expression and, you know, how they want to live as long as they're not hurting other people. So, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like that to kind of counter the incel movement, like you, we have to teach, we have to move people away from, from those ideals, you know? Yeah. And that's also, that's another thing that can be taught with like by kind of reinforcing uh, ideas of what masculinity is, femininity is, um, gender fluidity is, what, what those things are in high school, how to, and how to kind of navigate those things while, with dating and, um, and understanding what like our goals are with other people in our relationships, right? You know, and, and you know, how we might be able to how, how kids might be able to achieve those goals, you know, if they can, or, you know, yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't think about the whole Protestant values being tied into it, but yeah, no, that's a good point. I do wonder if like in some communities exist in like other countries or other cultures, you know, or is it just more prominent in the U S and the Western countries? But um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely like uh, something we can look into later, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty, that's my argument. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's tied to Protestantism. Um, I've been reading, I'm reading this book on American history. Um, and uh, I'm, I've, I'm reading this chapter on, on the Puritans in New England. And like all of them got married, like everybody got married. That was like such a big that was like such an important thing in Puritan culture in New England. It was actually very unique. Like um, in England, not everybody got married. Uh, maybe like two thirds of people got married in England. In other American colonies, not everybody got married. But in in New England, it was it was a big deal. Like that's how you were supposed to contribute to your community and to the religion. Even that was like a religious duty to kind of, if you're a man, to be a dad. <clears throat> if you're a woman, to be a mom you know, that, that was like a duty. And so people who've, uh, you know, there's millions of descendants of that community in the U S now and in Canada, you can imagine that some of these people, even if they're not religious, they still grew up with those values, right? Like I'm not Catholic anymore, but I still, you know, I, I think there's implicit Catholic teachings that I'm still going to like practice because that's just, that's the, those, the, they're the behaviors I learned to have when I was a kid you know, and they're the values and I, I'd have to, it, it would take a while to unlearn those things. Right. And I think that's true for like people who grow up in like in the great lakes region and new England and all these areas. I, th I think being an incel is, is a byproduct of that. Definitely. Like it's these people like, cause I, what the thing I don't get is like, why do you think you have to have a, like a family? Why do you think you have to have a girlfriend just cause you want one, you want one. And then, but you can't demand like you can't demand that type of thing. You can't like force people to be like your girlfriend. And even if you want that. So it's like, that's the thing I don't get uh, being disappointed with people who like don't owe you anything. Like that's, that's just a big, that's so counter to like what, what my understanding of relationships is. So I, I think it's that idea. I think it comes from Protestantism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've also heard like, uh, I think I was listening to a podcast, I can't remember if it was a YouTube or like an actual article 
of like the history of like the incel movement like because before incel movement kind of got big there was like the pick us pick up artist community i don't know if you remember that this was like in the early 2000s oh yeah i remember and then you know like all these people were trying to give advice like kind of like weird advice like you tap the girl on the shoulder or like on the left elbow or something as you're talking to them like they'll be more swoon over you which i think is total bullshit but um like there were people uh that wanted to get laid or you know get you know get with women uh by using like these techniques and you know some people succeeded and others didn't um and then the ones that really had a hard time with it just kind of delved into something else and it just kind of evolved into the insult community um even though like i don't agree with the pickup artists like you got to give it to them they at least like made an effort and they saw the the world view a little bit differently like they had like a goal you know and trying to like talk to women or try to get them to come home but yeah. with the incel it's just like they just kind of given up you know it's like there's really no specific goal like i don't really know what the goals of like the incel community is yeah i don't i don't know either um yeah i don't know yeah that's i don't know i also don't understand like i, I guess i don't understand that community either because i don't really interact with anyone who's like an incel so but that's that's just what i think i think i think they're the victims of a legacy of protestantism yeah 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 and they kind of we have to learn those things and we can unlearn those things by kind of developing developing uh like sex ed with the types of things I've been talking about. Yeah. And cause that'll, that'll, that, that'll create more of like homogeneity and understanding how relationships work, you know, what you can have, what you can't have and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that in uh, Japan and South Korea, they have the hikikomori where it's the shut-ins where a lot of uh it's mostly men but they're also women that are fit into this category yeah where they kind of feel socially isolated they have social anxiety they don't want to interact with people they've kind of given up on the career they had like i think you know i've seen some documentaries where they interviewed them um they had like high aspiration and expectations from them when they were younger but at, when, once they got older like in like later teens or early adult something kind of snapped and they just don't want to go outside anymore and What's interesting is that, uh, you know, the families still support them, you know, because they're providing them with the food and shelter because they're it's almost like a privilege to be a shed in because you got to have a room and you have access to Internet and computer and you, you're able to eat and you have like someone providing you with income for that. And uh, it's kind of interesting because in the U.S. and the Western countries, um, even though I think there are shut ins, it's not as like prevalent. It doesn't seem like it's big. I, mean, I don't know how many shut-ins are there in the U.S., but we have a lot more homeless people where, like, the families will just kick them out if they're not, like, doing what they're supposed to. But then again, like, U.S. has more issues with drugs and gun violence, so I think that also yeah. plays uh, factors into the why there aren't as many shut-ins. You know, Japan, like, in South Korea, like, there are homeless people, but it's not as, I think it's, like, shut-ins are pretty common, like, at least in the culture. I mean, they don't have much issues with drugs. I mean, there's a lot of mental health problems, but like drugs, uh, there's it's almost impossible to get a gun. Um, so there's really no gun violence. But, you know, people still die from poison and like getting stabbed. But uh, yeah, it's just different. I think the values of the families are also uh, different in that sense.
Right. All right, man. Yeah, uh, that's all we got. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we kind of delved into different topics, but this was a good conversation. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to do this again sometime in the future. I'll just let you know just because uh, I'm going to be moving out uh, pretty soon. Okay. um, It's it's only like 20 minutes away from where I'm currently at, so it's not too bad. Are you moving in with your girlfriend? Yeah. Okay, cool. It'll be interesting. Um, First Mm -hmm. time moving in with her, so... um how how long uh how long has it been since you started dating uh and like well i guess like yeah how long have you been seeing her uh it's been about three years over three three years years, okay so you're moving in after three years yeah i mean the whole pandemic thing made it harder too though yeah you know i wasn't sure like if it was safe to move into somewhere new i see yeah yeah yeah. but uh cool man yeah, and then I'll start working uh, in two weeks. Uh, I don't know about you. When when are you gonna be moving to the bay? Probably in two weeks. Probably two weeks in like too. two or two or three weeks. Yeah, because I'm supposed to start teaching the 25th. I have an orientation the 23rd. So yeah. And then you're gonna be a uh, uh, living with a family member, right? Uh family friend. Family yeah. friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should hit up uh, Daniel. Uh, he's an old okay. Friend. <laughs> cool cool yeah that'll be cool I'll and um we we'll get to see him for the first time in person mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that should be that should be fun yeah and then uh terry's in berkeley too so okay All that's right, cool man. i still got some buddies up there yeah i think there's also there's like quite a few people i know that are out there too um mm. but i don't know if they're still there because i know people don't really sometimes don't, don't they don't stay too long in one place mm-hmm. yeah all right okay bro i'll let you go i'll let you i'll catch yeah. you yeah let me know um i might be busy but just yeah just hit me up and we'll, we'll figure something out yeah i don't i don't think it'll be weekly anymore but we can figure it out so okay sounds good man all right, all right. take care all right, bye